I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Hi there. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast. I am Ashley Goner. I am going to host this podcast. I am so thrilled, beyond excited. This is actually a dream come true. And to be doing this during a quarantine, oh my gosh, a blessing. It has given me focus, something new to do, something I probably wouldn't have had time to really put my energy into. But I'm just grateful and excited to be on this journey of sharing a podcast with whoever wants to listen. (laughs) But I just want to show in this podcast, my main thing is to show people and the listeners and the people that I will interview the magic in life. And when you raise your vibration, you live from a place of being grateful and you're happy and you are positive that you could find joy in things that you never would know existed, but you are in a state that will give that to you. And I really believe that. And I teach my girls that I am such a try to look at people and try to show them the positive part. So that's such a a really important thing to me. So I thought a podcast in doing that would be such a fun title, Uncover Your Magic. (laughs) So anyway, I'm just going to start by introducing myself and where I came from and kind of my journey and uncover magic moments in my life with you. So you kind of get an idea of why and why we're here and what I want to do. So I will start with being born. I was born in Seattle, Washington. Yes. And I have two sisters. One is two years younger. Her name is Shelby. She lives in Seattle still. And Courtney, she is eight and a half years younger and she lives in Point Loma. And they both have two boys and I have two girls. We have a mom and a dad. They both were married and divorced twice together each. So that was interesting. My mom lives in Palm Springs. She is still a flight attendant at age 77, and she works for Alaska Airlines. My dad, he passed away when, let's see, Paige, I was pregnant and having birth on May 5th, and he was in the hospital, and he passed away on May 7th, and that was unexpected. So I never got to say goodbye. So that's a tough part of that whole birthing part, birthing something new, and him passing away was an interesting life experience for sure. But we had a great childhood. I have the most amazing memories together with my sisters. I remember my mom and my dad was kind of in and out trying to start a business and he was trying to create a product. And my main memories are my mom trying to make everything fun. We would do shows outside on the grass the neighbors would come and we would have shows and lemonade stands and forts and 
all these like kick the can games. And my mom would always be so creative on having nothing. We found things to do. And I don't know how she did it, but she even is that way with her grandkids. It's really fun to watch now in this mindset as a mom. Anyway, we did that. I loved high school. I was active. I loved, I was on softball team. I played soccer. I did basketball. I was on the drill team. I was the captain. I loved making routines and performing. That was such a great memory. I was a diver. I dove mostly on the swim team. And I also was the captain of like softball. So I was a leader. I just loved that time. Then it was senior year, time to go to college the next summer. And I was like, okay, that's what we do next. Not that I really care to go, but that's what you kind of did. So got accepted to Washington State University in Pullman. It was about a five-hour drive from my house. Spent two years there. And on the second year, my mom and I went to San Diego for spring break. And it was like, wait, there's blue sky every day. Beaches, no cows, no wheat fields, no snow. Oh, mom, there's no way. I have got to go to school here. So long story short, came home, finished that year and got in my Volkswagen bug and drove to San Diego with whatever I could have. And I didn't really have much anyway. Drove to San Diego, got a roommate, got a job, a little hostessing job, got residency at this junior college. And the first six months I kept asking my sister, Shelby, who just started at Wazoo, poor thing, I leave and go to paradise and she's in the cow fields <laughs> in Pullman. So I kept telling her, please, please come live with me. Let's get go to school and college together. So she did. So she went for a semester and then moved. So we got to get an apartment. We had waitressing jobs. In fact, I we've had so many jobs, just these random. I probably couldn't even write them down. But I remember some years we were sitting on the floor put it, doing our taxes and we had probably 10 W-2 forms each. <laughs> yeah, crazy. So we do that. We graduated from San Diego State. She's interior design and I graduated with a business degree. After that, I had various jobs, still lived in San Diego and worked at a hotel even in La Jolla where Tony Robbins would have his seminars. And I would remember looking at people like they were crazy walking on fire. And to think now, 30 years later, I went to date with Destiny two years ago. So think of that. I was thinking maybe I'm the crazy lady now, but it was amazing and not crazy beyond good. In fact, that's probably why I'm doing this podcast. That was how inspiring that was. So then I moved to Newport. I moved to Venice Beach, just kind of at that, what am I doing? Don't know what I'm doing. I need a direction. I need a passion. And I remember my dad called and he said to my sister and I, Shelby, come up here to Seattle where he lived, get a job at, not get a job. He said, start a company. He was an entrepreneur, get a job. He wanted us to start a boat seat cover business using terry cloth fabric that would cover the seats for the boat. He was a huge boater and he just saw a need for it. So we drove up, got this business started, started doing research, going to boat shows, having little booths and promoting our boat seat covers. So fun. And did that for probably maybe a year. And in the meantime, I started working for my dad at his company. He invented a piece of equipment 
that went onto a, like a John Deere tractor. It's called a Rockhound. So I would basically sell those. And my grandma worked there. So that was super fun. It was just the three of us in that office. And during that time, Shelby took the terry cloth business and turned it into a clothing line for babies. Super cute. Plus, she's so creative and interior designer. Amazing. So she did that. I worked for my dad. You know, coming back new to Seattle, seeing all my high school friends, all married, on their first baby. Here I come. Okay, Ashley is way behind. So I'm thinking, oh boy, what do I do? So fun seeing friends. We would, I would see them and go to dinner. And one friend introduced me to this guy. So we started dating, probably dated for two years, still worked for my dad. And he had an opportunity to move to Montana to start this company. And that was where he was from. So my dad said, well, I'm ready to retire. Why don't you just take the business? Grandma can be done too. She was done. She didn't need to do that anymore. And you can work from Montana. And if you need help, I can, you know, I'm right here. So that's what I did. I, we moved to Montana and I said, when I got there, what have I done? I am not a girl that belongs in Montana. I felt like a fish out of the water. It was so surreal. I was like, okay, I'm really going to have to make this work. My dad's counting on me. I moved here. I, you know, there's really no turning back. So four years in Big Fork, Montana, my last year I got married. Yep. Married. I knew it was wrong, but I did it anyway. I should have listened to my gut, but I didn't. But the wedding we look back now and we pretend we called it a family reunion because all of our sweet friends came and our family and made it worthwhile. It was fine. But a year later, I left. I called my dad and I said, Dad, I can't do this anymore. And he said, pack up and come home. I'll take it and you go to San Diego where you want to go. I said, oh my gosh. I felt like a weight of bricks off my shoulders. So I get in the U-Haul with my dog, drive up to Orcas Island in the San Juan Islands where my dad lived and was retired, enjoying life, but pull off the ferry boat. I'll never forget this. And I'm sitting in the front of the U-Haul driving and Gunner, my dog, Golden Retriever, sitting next to me. My dad is bawling. He had tears streaming down his eyes. And I was like, what's wrong? Is grandma okay? Are you okay? And he said, no, I'm fine. I am looking at you going, wow, I'm so proud of you. You are so strong. You could have stayed there and you could have been miserable and you did it. And and I just was like, I'll never forget that. So I get him set up with getting back into work mode. And during that time, I'm faxing resumes, praying for a job in San Diego, praying for an interview. So finally I get one. I fly down. I remember getting ready to land and looking outside going, this is where I belong. This is where I want to be. It just felt right. You just have that feeling in your stomach, like you're home. It just felt home. And I go to the interview. I had no clue. It was about a DSL filter sales job. For somehow reason, I got it. And I didn't even know what it was. But I got hired, went home, got all my things and my dog. I didn't really have much. Drove down. I had to buy a car. Remember that? Oh, I had like, don't ask me how I did that either. A friend knew a guy, my friend Nancy had a friend that had a car dealership and he gave me some really good deal. I just 
So I got a car big enough for Gunner and me to drive to San Diego, found a house to rent. It was disgusting and a tear down, but it was by the beach. I didn't care. I was free and I had my dog. I got a job and I was so happy. I can't even explain that feeling of the freedom that I felt, the peace in my heart. It was like, oh, I didn't care what I had. It was just perfect. So started driving to work for the first time, getting dressed. I would go running in the morning with Gunner on the beach. It was like I was in heaven. And then the job. And then I'm thinking, oh boy, here we go. Fake it till you make it. That's like a motto of mine, just fake it. So I walk in, meet my sales manager. Her name is Liz Guevara. And I was like, okay, I can do this. She is amazing. So positive. So her energy was amazing. So you just wanted to be with her. She taught me so much how to write your journals, your IMs, your gratitude. She loved numerology. She would teach me that. That was fun. We would look at horoscopes every month just because I think we were dreaming of what, how we could get out of there. And then that company started offering everybody to go to this seminar. It was called PSI. And people would go and Liz and I were kind of putting it off and people would come back on Monday morning after going and they'd be so happy and we'd be like, oh, they drank the Kool-Aid. And so finally we had to go. So we go Friday night, come home. Oh my gosh, life changer. Could not wait to go back Saturday, go back Saturday, hungry for Sunday. So excited. So Sunday night we're there and we're getting ready to be done. And it's like the magic of my life. I'm now living in this magic where I'm like, oh, this is how life is supposed to be. Amazing. So, you know, they have the big sales thing on the next seminar and it's seven days in San Francisco. And I'm thinking in my head, I can't afford it, but I know I need it. This is like a taste of, you know, I'm just getting this little, I'm getting it in this like vibe. So I sign up, <laughs> go back, get seven days off of work, go to San Francisco, and there's seven days of magic. Amazing. Rope courses rock climbing, inspirational speakers, opened up things in me that I never knew existed. It was like, oh my gosh, Ashley, where have you been? This is, life is now beginning. So did that, you know, could never imagine going back to that job, but had to go. So Monday morning, you know, you're, you've drank the Kool-Aid. So now you're going back to all these people and you're like, okay, I don't even know what I'm selling. I just need to figure out the next step. So I kept saying, oh, what if I can find a dream job? What if I can do something that really thrills me? And what if I could do something that makes people happy? What if, you know, I kept doing that. And, you know, she had, Liz had taught me how to write down in these notebooks, things that that have already happened. Like I am in a business that makes people feel good. I am doing something that I love, you know, so I'd write these things over and over. And even like my dream car, my dream husband, my, all those things, everything I could think of, I would write down. And I just acted as, as it already had happened. And it, I was living in that way. And I lived it. I meant in my head, mentally, I was already there. I visualized it. I would go running in the morning with Gunner. And I remember visualizing those, my notebooks and feeling that feeling that I know I'm going to find something and I feel it. And I just kept feeling it. So the PSI group has a 10-day seminar, their last one, and it's all women. 
And that kept going in the back of my mind. I'm like, oh, I have to pay more for my credit cards, but I really feel like I need it. So sure enough, sign up, go. 10 days of magic every day to the highest degree. Things that you never knew were existed in my soul. I didn't know I even had in me came out those 10 days. So I came home and I thought, you know what? I'm quitting. I'm going to quit. And I'm going to figure this out. Because if I don't quit, it's going to stop me from continuing this momentum that I really felt was magic. My vibration was so different. Everything, I felt like little nuggets of pure light and joy. And I just could not explain to you when I got home from there that I could not go back to that job. There was no way I could walk in that door. I had drank way more than the (laughs) Kool-Aid. So go back. I go into that office, quit the job. He thinks I'm crazy. He knows I'm not married. I have nothing. And I'm like, okay, I'm crazy. I remember leaving and thinking, ah, that was so courageous. I'm so proud of myself, but I did it. But I get home and I'm like, okay, no job, credit card debt, but what do I do? I'm going to figure it out. So I start writing it out. I go running, I'm feeling it. I'm picturing myself living this life of having my own business of something that's making people happy. I'm driving this amazing car. I have all these amazing people in my life that have the same mindset. And I get a call from Liz and she says, my sister, her facial girl is selling her spa. I think you need to go talk to her. Sure enough, go talk to her. I signed the dotted line. I just like, okay, why not? This sounds good. No clue how to do this, but I'll figure it out. I like to fake it when I make it (laughs) or fake it till you make it. So do that. Meet with her the first day to get, I think we had to sign papers or she was going to show me her equipment and her place completely flooded. I was like, oh, great. What do I do? There's no way I could even start working in here. So she said, well, you're going to have to meet the landlord because he needs to approve you for this. I'm like, oh, great. So She said, he's going to meet you in this other space, in this other suite down the hall. So I go down the hall, walk in. I said, oh, this is it. This is the spa. It had this amazing reception area. And I'm like, all the rooms, it was perfect. I go, this is it. And he goes, "Uh, this is twice her rent. I said, it's okay. It's okay. I'll do it. He goes, what? You're crazy. I said, no, it's okay. I'll do it. He goes, and I don't know how I convinced him, but I did. So there you go. I got the space. Okay, now I have to move all of her furniture from that one over to that one. So here I go. And I'm thinking, what did I do? This furniture, all of her like tables for facials were so old. I mean, for sure, like 20 years old, terrible. But I didn't do any research. I just did it and I went with it. And I'm like, whatever. It is what it is. I guess I got fooled, but I probably wouldn't have done it if I hadn't done it, right? I hadn't done it that way. So get all set up, get my computer in there, try to figure out that. Had a few friends from the PSI stuff that kind of knew that were helping me, I remember. And I might have put an ad out in Craigslist or something. I don't know how I found these girls, but all of a sudden, these angels, and I'm not kidding you, these girls, like-minded, were coming into the spa to get a job. Massage therapists, beautiful souls, facial girls. I mean, I was blown away and still am to think of how did that group of girls come in to that space without me doing much. So get the spa going. I'm so excited. 
one of my friends that I met during this process, not an employee, I think she was a client. She said, Ashley, you're paying too much rent. You need to buy a house. And at this time you could buy a house with no money down. And so I'm like, okay. So I go up, up the street where she lived actually looked at this house, found this house, had a flyer, pulled a flyer. And I called the re- realtor and I said, Oh, this is so cute. I, can I come look at this house? And he said, Oh no, I'm sorry. It's already an escrow. And I'm like, what? No, this is my house. And he said, what? You're crazy. No, it's an escrow. But if something else comes up in this neighborhood, I'll give you a call. And I said, perfect. Okay. And I'm like, oh, I loved it. It was so cute. So I'm getting ready for the opening day of the spa. And I have a party, like a big opening thing. We're giving away like free facial little samples and massages. And we have snacks. And I'm at Pier 1 getting candles. And I'm sitting there. And the phone rings. And it's the realtor. And I said, yeah, he said to me, that house fell out of escrow. Would you still be interested in looking at it? And I was like, what? Sure. I can come tomorrow. And he's like, okay, I'll meet you there tomorrow. So have my open house. It was amazing. Everyone came. I loved it. Super fun. Felt good about it. I go to the house waiting for him. And I see this woman and her her daughter walking out of the house I'm going to look at. And it was the woman that would sit next to me at the hair salon and her daughter, like we had the same appointment, like every six weeks to get our hair colored, but we became friends and I really liked her and we would visit and I got to know her. So anyway, so she comes out and I was excited to see her. I said, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm looking at your house. So they leave and I go in and I tell this realtor, sure. I want it. I had no clue. I didn't know if I could qualify (laughs) I didn't have an income. I had just opened a spa. I had so much credit card debt that I was going to do it. So he's like, I just want to let you know they have another offer. Tonight I'm bringing your offer and this other offer, but he has money to put down because I had none. And he can move in right away because they were already ready to go to Hawaii or something. So I get a call that night and he says, I don't know what is going on, but they accepted your offer. And I said, what? (laughs) He said, yeah, they want you to live there because they know you and they know that you will love it as much as they did. And they want you to live in that house. So they accepted your offer. And I about went crazy. Talk about magic right there. M-A-G-I-C, magic, capital letters. I was on fire, but still I had to get a loan. I didn't know if I was going to qualify, but long story short, I got the loan, I got a house and I was a homeowner and I was thrilled and I was so excited. What a feeling. I just had this empowering, like I accomplished something. I got it. Okay. So there now I'm at this house. I have the spa going. I have amazing employees and my friend comes into town from Wazoo from Washington state. And we go have sushi that night. I locked up the spa. I go meet her at a sushi restaurant and I get a call as soon as we sat down from the landlord with sirens in the background. And I was like, hello? And he said, "Um, Ashley, your spa's completely burnt in the inside, not the outside, but the inside's gone. And I just remember thinking, this is really not true. So it is. And I get there and it's now like a flood because of all the sprinklers. And I had to stare at it for a minute. I think, oh my gosh, I finally got it going. I just bought a house. 
And now I don't have anything. And what am I going to do? So I had insurance, thank the Lord. And I just figured it out. I asked the chiropractor next door if he would let us use it on his space on the weekends. And he did. (laughs) I don't even know how that worked. I found a lady to sit at my house and answer phones. So I forwarded the phones to my house and she answered the phones. So we kept the momentum going and I didn't want, because I had put ads out and I didn't want people to think it was closed and I needed that time to set it back up. So I probably took me three months, but I was getting money from insurance. So it was, I swear it was a blessing from God. And I always reference it as an angel came and did that for me so I could have the spa of my dreams and really do it right and get rid of that lady's old icky equipment. And I can't explain to you when I say that it was a moment that was magic, but it really was. And so here we go, get the spa back. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm so happy. I got the amazing employees, everything's going. And all I did was work. I would work and I'd go home to my dog. And I thought, you know, I need to start putting effort into dating. I'm, you know, 33 probably. So, and I want a family. I want to get married. You know, I need to really start focusing on that. I felt like I had done my duty on the spa. It was going and now I needed to focus on that. So I got letters in the mail from this company called It's Just Lunch. It's a dating service where you pay $1,500 and you get 10 dates and you meet them for like lunch or a drink, you know, real quick. It's not, it's pretty simple, but they set it up. So long story short, I ended up signing up. It was in my gut and I felt like I needed to do it for some reason. And I think it was also make, forcing me to make an effort because it was hard with the spa and everything. So I get there, meet the lady. Her name was Brooke and her husband worked with Richard, my husband. So just so you know why he signed up, and I I don't know this at this stage of the game, but she worked there for like three months and was trying to get everybody of her friends to sign up that were single. And Richard, my husband, now was single and that was her husband's partner. And so she got him to sign up or he wouldn't have. I I don't think he would have, but that was part of why he joined, right? So I joined, first date's terrible, second one's Richard. He walks in, you act like an idiot at the restaurant. Hi, my name's Ashley. I'm from It's Just Lunch. I'm here to meet Richard. Mortifying, beyond. Um, Well, he wasn't there yet. So I went and sat down. He comes in and it was instant. And when they say, you know, when you know, you know, you know, I knew. And so did he, thank God. It was mutual. And we were both in the right place in our life and the timing. So here we are. I'm three years into the spa. I haven't had anybody work for me. I've done the front desk every day of the opening of the business. So I really haven't had a chance to have a boyfriend or do anything. Well, he asked me to go to Hawaii. And I thought, Hawaii? Someone's asking me to go on a trip. I need to find somebody to help me. So I find someone. He comes over that night and he was going to spend the night because we were going to drive to the airport together the next morning. And he brought me a present and a card. And he 
gave me a photo album with, we'd only had one picture so far. We'd only been dating for probably two months. So I had one picture and he put it in that little picture in the front of the cover. And then I started opening the card. And three years ago, when I lived in the rental, I bought a card at the Hallmark store when I was there one day that said soulmate. And it's one of those long skinny cards with, you know, all that writing on it. And I read it and I read it. And I remember thinking, oh, if I could find somebody that thought of me or I thought of him this way, this would be magic. (laughs) Amazing. This would be like dream come true. Thank you, God moment. I'm just so I bought it. So every morning I would have it in my pantry and I would read it when I was having coffee and just envision it and feel it and look at it. And then I would have my coffee and, you know, I do it every day. So what I moved three or four times with that card. So here we are sitting there and I have that card in my pantry at this house and I open his card and yes, that is the one he had given me the card, the exact soulmate card that is sitting in my pantry. And I almost died. I was like, what? And I'm reading it knowing I know every word. I could have read it, recited it without even reading it. I knew it by heart. And I was reading this card thinking, he bought me this card. It was mind blowing. And I still get goosebumps when I talk about it. But I thought, you know, at the moment I wanted to say and run to the pantry and show him and be all excited, but I just couldn't do it. I held my, held it in, was so grateful and thankful and know he took the time to do that. So the next morning in Maui, we get to Maui and I'm sitting there and I said, I have to tell you something, but I have had that card in my pantry that you gave me last night for three years. My dream was to find somebody that thought that way. And there you are. And he was like, what? It was just like, that was such a magic moment. I can't even tell you. So Here we are. We're in Maui. Have an amazing time. Come back. We date for a year, get married. We get engaged after a year in New York in Central Park, which was amazing. Got married in April, pregnant in August, and was planning on having the spa because I figured it, you know, it was pretty much running itself now. But one of the ladies that worked for me asked me, she was older, she had grown children, asked if I would want to sell it. And I was like, Oh, I never thought of that. So I did. I sold it. And it was magic because I came home. I was eight months pregnant and I sat on that couch and I thought, okay, check the box. I did it. And now I can sit here for one month and just enjoy this, my mind not worrying or thinking or, you know, racing on what I have to do next, but I can enjoy this moment before this little baby page comes. So that was amazing. And now, let's see, I've been a mom for 14 years. There's been so much more magic, but I will share that in other podcasts. But I thought giving you the background kind of of where my journey has come and come to this place of being a mom, which is the best, most amazing job, gift, anything. I can't even tell you. I'm living my dream right now, for sure. They give me such joy. And I am so grateful. And every day, especially during this quarantine, is like a dream come true. I'll never get this time with them. So Paige is 13. She'll be 14 in May. Presley's 11. And my soulmate, Richard, is with me and amazing. And 
We've been married, what, it'll be 15 years in April. So anyway, a beautiful life. So beyond grateful. Now to have a podcast that I get to share the world with all these amazing people that I want to introduce you to and share their magic and be on this earth to make it a better place. Be a giving, loving person. Share love and create this place on this podcast where I can share things that I learn every day that I want to share like I do now with all my friends, but I can do it on this. And I'm so excited to do that. And also, you know, I think of friends that I would love that I know have magic in their life. I want to bring that out in them and show people that you all have magic. And I'm just so grateful to be here. Thank you for listening to podcast number one. I cannot wait for the next ones. And I'm just grateful for everyone. And I wish you all the best in this time. And may you use it to your advantage and do something new and exciting because this is probably the only time we'll ever have that we get this time together and enjoy it and live life and look at the magic in everything you do. Love you all. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.